Welcome to the new TV Gold podcast from Media Week's Andrew Mercado and James Manning, a podcast for people who love great television. It's time for another episode of TV Gold. I'm James Manning, welcoming back my Media Week colleague and columnist, Andrew Mercado. Hi, Andrew. Hi, James. Interesting stuff this week, haven't we? Wow. Oh, yeah. I'm excited to talk about the shows this week. In order, we'll start with Fatal Attraction, which is on Paramount+. Plus. Yep. We'll go to Dead Ringers, which is on Prime Video. And then we'll have a look at Mrs. Davis, which is on Binge and Foxtel. Yeah. I guess out of these, I was most excited about, without knowing anything about any of them, Fatal Attraction, I guess. Well, it's such an iconic movie, yeah. isn't it? A 1987 yeah. film. I mean, I would suggest to you that maybe it was probably the biggest movie of that year. Uh, it had a massive, uh, it was a real pop culture touchstone. Everybody was talking about the fact that, you know, uh, a lot of men were, you know, supposedly checking their behaviour as, you know, what could go wrong if they had an affair. And, yeah, it was a huge, huge, huge film starring Michael Douglas and Glenn Close. So it seems obvious, uh, an obvious title to tackle for a, a reboot. Sure, sure. Starring in the new one is Joshua Jackson from uh, a favourite of ours from The Affair, I think. We both liked his work in that. Yep. And um, Lizzie Kaplan, and I know you're a big fan. I love Lizzie Kaplan. Um, plays the Glenn Close role, Alex, in this. Of yep. course, um, Joshua Jackson is playing the character played by Michael Douglas in the movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, from the moment it starts, I've got to admit, as someone who, you know, knows a little bit about the history of Fatal Attraction, the movie, from the very first scene, it became obvious to me where this series is going. Because the original ending of Fatal Attraction uh, was that Glenn Close killed herself um, and tried to pin the blame on the Michael Douglas character and he was able to prove that he didn't and it was a happy ending because he was back with his wife and child. The test audiences for the film, uh, they didn't like that ending, so Paramount Pictures called back Glenn Close uh, and uh, Ann Archer to reshoot the ending where it was then this gory, you know, she got stabbed to death, she came into the house to kill them and she got stabbed with a giant knife and was left in the shower with blood running down the, the gurgler, as I remember. And that's what the audiences wanted. They wanted to see her dead. And of course, this has always led into, you know, discussions about the film. Was this really what we should have done to this woman? Because clearly the character of Alex is suffering mental health issues and to sort of kill her off at the end of the film and have audiences cheer, you know, has always been problematic. So it's very clear to me that Fatal Attraction, it would appear, is going back to the original ending of it, where I believe that Alex has killed herself. We see the character, once played by Michael Douglas, now being played by Joshua Jackson, in a parole situation where he's been locked up for murder. And he says at the very beginning of it, or the opening line, when I get out, I'm going to prove that uh, I did not kill that woman. And so this is now how we're going to drag a, a two-hour film into eight hours. Or nine? How many episodes is this one? Um, eight, eight or I nine think, episodes? Yeah, yeah. I think eight. Yeah, Paramount Plus. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I've seen, I think I've seen the first two. Yeah, I've right. seen the first two. Yeah, it starts in a parole hearing, then there's a series mm-hmm. of flashbacks. And again, this series is very heavily um, involved in, in current sort of streams of, of different um, periods of time. And of course, yeah, it's telling that, that, that story of a passionate fair that goes off the rails when one of the partners doesn't want it to stop. Um, I've got to say, I, I, I thought it was pretty good. Didn't blow me away, but I, I thought it was okay. I was a little bit confused about the Dan Gallagher, Joshua Jackson's character, the timeline. There's that he, he really wants to become a judge. He thinks yep. he's got it sewn up, and in that first episode, he he misses out on getting that appointment. But there's sort of some scenes where he's actually a judge, so I, or he seemed to be a judge. So I'm a little bit confused about what happened there. And there's this whole new storyline with his daughter, who's now an adult, while he's been locked up in jail. And in one of those incredible coincidences, <laughs> when he's paroled, he just happens to be walking down the street when uh, she gets clipped by a bike and falls to the road and he comes running over to help her. I was like, seriously, really? That's a bit of a coincidence, isn't it? Yeah. I didn't like it much, James. I thought it was really boring. You know, when you think about how tight that original Fatal Attraction movie is, you know, it takes two hours, the first two episodes, until we actually get to a moment that, well, a moment certainly that I recognised from the film, which is where the affair starts to go wrong and Alex does something that's, you know, quite... uh, I don't want to use the word crazy because she's suffering from mental health issues, but it becomes quite obvious that she has uh, some issues and uh, he has to take her to the hospital. And I remember that scene in the Fatal Attraction movie, but my God, it was two hours of blah, 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 blah until we got there. Yeah, that that didn't worry me that well. I quite like watching Lizzie Kaplan at work. I, I think she's really good and I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to her butting heads with Dan, you know, the um, their characters and when it really goes off the rails big time. Yeah. Um, it'd be fascinating to see what happens there. So, I mean, yeah, I, I'm definitely on board. What this show needs is we need an explanation as to why Alex behaves the way she has. She's clearly damaged goods um, and there really isn't much of a a backstory for her in the fatal attraction. She's just, you know, the crazy bunny boiler. Um, So (laughs) there there needs to be uh, some more. I mean, I know we're doing a lot of flash forwards here, but maybe we need some flashbacks to show why Alex Forrest, uh, you know, has this issue about picking men that uh, are already attached uh, and why she acts so badly when they then discard her, which to me seems obvious. But, yeah, we, we certainly need some more of that. I assume that's coming in future episodes. Okay, yeah. Well, what I'm sure this will do, and your your recollections of the movie were brilliant. It's stuff I've forgotten. So it's great to hear that. But I guess this will give the movie a whole new life, you know. Yeah. It's, 
It's going to suddenly appear, and a lot of people are going to want to watch it too, I think. And, you know, I was going to make a joke that, uh, you know, now that we've got Paramount Plus and they're, they're remaking all of their classic movies, I was going to make a joke and say, what are we going to have next? Eight hours of flash dance to understand how the Jennifer Peels character learned how to be, you know, work in a, a steel factory. And sure enough, as I started researching this series, Paramount are indeed uh, making a television series series of Flashdance, along with The Italian Job, Love Story, and The Parallax View. So, yeah, they're just going to go back through their film library and, uh, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see where Fatal Attraction ends up because, in my opinion, I don't think they're quite nailing it yet for me. Yeah, I guess it's very hard, isn't it, to turn a, a movie into a TV series and capture you know, some of that magic or develop your own, you know, special one. And, and maybe they haven't done that yet, but it's still early days and there's a fair bit to go. With you know, the other thing. issue I have with this, James, is that you mentioned it before, Joshua Jackson starred in the, sh- the TV series The Affair. Like, he is retreading ground here. We've just seen him in a series where his wife was having an affair and then he had an affair and, you know, and here he is back here again in another miniseries about a man that's having an affair. It, it just, I just, you know, questioned why he was cast for this role when we, you probably could have cast an actor there who hadn't made a TV show already called The Affair. I mean, he's being, you know, quoted in newspaper articles now doing publicity for Fatal Attraction, talking about affairs. And it's like, (laughs) didn't he have to do all this press like 10 years ago when he was making that other version of the affair show? Yeah. This, um, I I mentioned Lizzie Kaplan briefly before her her work in, um, it's not a, not the same role, but she played, um, a, a person at crossroads in life, if you like, in Flushman is in trouble. Yeah. Her character there, um, so that that was good, and I've never seen it. But you said she did great work in Masters of Sex. She was in, yeah, all she of those, was, I think, brilliant uh, in that. And I mean, I first remember uh, becoming aware of her in True Blood when okay. she uh, was a character that had uh, an affair with Ryan Quanten's character. That's the first time I really became aware of who Lizzie Kaplan is. I know she's made a lot of other great stuff uh, in between. I know there are a lot of fans of Party Down, uh, the comedy series that she starred in um but yeah uh she's great i i love her um and i think it's really great casting to have her in fatal attraction i'm just not really buying the joshua jackson character i guess yeah yeah no i, I quite like he's he's quite wooden but i think that's that's how they've written the character too i'm thinking yeah um let's segue from one remake into another this one's on prime video um, six episodes, Dead Ringers. You go first, James, because I <laughs> am a fan of the original movie, or I re- certainly remember seeing the original film, so I knew what we were in for. Well, I thought I knew what we were in for, and I was thinking, oh, my God, James is going to have a heart attack watching this. And then when I watched the first episode, <laughs> I was like, come on, James, what's the reaction? Wow. You just go, wow, don't you? Whoa, <sighs> you know. Yeah. Um, Rachel Veitz, wow. Oh. It's, she's going to get an Emmy for this, sure. She's 
got to win Best Actress uh, of the Year. I know it's early. It's only April. But, <laughs> my God, she's playing identical twins. Yeah. You can always tell which character she's playing because they both have different personalities. And mm. it's, you can still pick it when they they swap at work. They're gynecologists and occasionally they one of them says we need to do a swap and they meet in uh, a corridor, swap clothes and go back in and see the, each other's clients. And you can even tell when she's playing one of her sisters impersonating the other sister. That's how incredible her performance performance is yeah it's stunning i'd it'd be a great talk with someone on the tech side about how they actually did all this because yeah. it's it's just it's just incredible you know i guess the technology allows them to do what they've done but it's just stunning yeah how they've how they've managed to put this together yeah look the the uh whatever the mantle twins uh they're called beverly and elliot yeah. Um, they're both gynecologists in a New York hospital. I think it's New York, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but they want to, they want to get out and they want to fund their own birthing center, if you like. Yeah. Yeah. So part of the plot is them, um, going out and finding investors. And that's. See yeah, this is the part that I think they've nailed really, really well. In in the vein that I said I didn't think Fatal Attraction were coming up with interesting enough stories to drag out a two-hour movie into eight hours, I really feel like Dead Ringers has nailed it because I don't remember this storyline about the brothers having to suck up to rich people in the original film. And we should point out that in that original film, Dead Ringers, which was uh, – Direct, which was a 1988 movie directed by David Cronenberg, a very famous Canadian cult director. Um, they were gynecologists. They were two twin male gynecologists. Um, and I don't remember that storyline. I just remember, I will never forget that there's this moment where they both end up making the most horrific gynecological uh, medical instruments to use and just they bring out this tray to use on a woman and it's horrifying. I will never forget that image in the movie. I think it's really interesting. I think there's an Easter egg in this film too, because in the original film, Jeremy Irons played both the twins and, you know, one of the twins falls in love with a character played by Genevieve Bujold. And in this film, it's the two sisters and the character is called Genevieve. I feel like that's a bit of a, a nod to uh, the original film there. But you know what? The, the uh, switching the genders to make the two women gynecologists instead of men. I mean, it was pretty creepy in the first one that the men were being so invasive with these horrific new tools that they came up with. But it's it's just as I'm getting that growing sense of dread with this one um, because uh, the fact that women are looking after women, there's, there's still an inherent horror to this uh, if those gynecologists go off the rails. And I know from seeing the first film that they do yeah this um the opening scene i think they're in the fast food cafe yeah uh, and yeah great scene yeah straight away you get the feeling wow there's something special going on in this oh, tv yeah. series just the frankness of the language there's yep. some creepy bloke in a booth 
near them who tries to pick them up, if you like, or yeah. get them interested in having sex with him. He doesn't realise they're actually sisters when he's doing it. But um, Well, I think he does. I think he knows exactly they're twins because he's, he, you know, he's, he's asking them questions about, do you girls have sex together? And, man, they make mincemeat out of him. And then, and then some of the birthing scenes in oh. the early on in that first oh. episode. Wow, man! It, um, there's there was lots of look away moments for me. I must oh. say, there's um, but it's just so well done. It's just it's stunning. That it's really it's really amazing. Yeah, it's it's just I can't take my eyes off this one. Uh, this is going to be in my uh, top. Uh, five probably for the end of the year. I've watched uh, the first three episodes so far, and it's it's my priority to finish this. I absolutely love this. Uh, what I think is a new storyline of Jennifer Ale playing uh, this woman whose family yeah. runs a huge pharmaceutical company and are responsible for opioid addiction across America. I mean, that's very much like that Disney series we saw with Michael Keaton, um, Dope oh, Stick. Yes. Yep. It yep. has a ring of that. And you just see that the this hideous, rich family, you know, who are not uh, interested in philanthropy at all. They're All they're interested in doing is making money. But this incredible scene where the two sisters have to go to their mansion for the weekend and meet all their friends. And, of course, you've got one sister who's, I guess you'd call it in that kind of lexicon of there's a good twin and a bad twin. You've got the good sister who is horrified by the behaviour of these rich people and then the bad sister who goes, whatever, let's get in there and party. I mean, it's just fantastic. Yeah, that's a... um And they have... um it's, Most of the action takes around a, a dinner table. Yeah. Where they're all introduced and they talk about the business proposal and all this. And it's, yeah, that's one dinner party to remember, isn't it? It's, oh, um, yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Jennifer. How do you pronounce her name? Ale. I think it's Ale, E H L E. I mean, she's yeah. famous for what? Bride and Prejudice. That was where she kind of yeah. broke onto the scene all those she years ago. She was actually uh, Carla in both the Fifty Shades movies. Yeah, who, right. I think was the mother of the protagonist played yeah. by who I can't remember. Yeah, Dakota but, Johnson. That's it. Yeah, I think yeah. she was her mother yeah. in, in both those movies. And she's also drops up as a uh, Sister Mary in the Yellowstone spin-off 1923. Yeah, right. I mean, so. she she plays that sort of rich character. I mean, she wouldn't be out of place in succession, would she, with oh, that portrayal no. of uh, yeah. the rich woman who doesn't give a fuck, literally. Yeah. Yeah, look, if... Um, for anybody who listens to this podcast um, week to week <laughs> and enjoys some of our recommendations, we we both can't uh, give this a, a big enough um, thumbs up, I think. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I am just, I'm loving Dead Ringers. I, look, I thought it was going to be good, um, but I'm completely blown away by how amazing it really is. Okay, let's move on. The third show this week, it's called a sci-fi drama, eight episodes on Binge and Foxtel. It's called Mrs. Davis, and for the life of me, I couldn't work out why for a while watch, watching the start of it. And I've got to say, I've never been more confused yeah. by the start of a series. But then as I read and did a little bit of research, everything is explained eventually, but you've got to, you've got to, persevere past that opening episode 
Well, you know, it's written by, co-written by Damon Lindelof, who was the king of, uh, you know, throwing a weird concept out there with Lost and then making it up as he went along and trying to explain it. Or you're right, the opening for this series is like, what's happening? And then it cuts to present day and you're like, what's happening? And then it cuts to a, a news scene and you're like, there's a nun and you're like, what's happening now? Yeah, it's really out there, man. Yeah, I mean, it starts off in um, France, I think, in the... What- 13th or 14th century. Yep. Um, people um, being punished for something to do with the Holy Grail. I like, couldn't quite work it out. Then it goes to a, a like a desert island, if you like, a bloke. Yes. Like, you know, on a desert island shooting up a bloody skyrocket or something. It's bizarre. And then there's nuns in the desert. Yep. And one of whom is played by Margot Martindale, you know. That great character actress that we've seen in so many shows. And I was like, is that her? Gee, it looks like her. But <laughs> I wasn't convinced. I had to go look it up. Oh, it's her. And I mean, that's what how amazing an actress she is. She can actually inhabit a role so much, you can't be sure it's her under that nun's habit. Right. And it's it pretty soon becomes obvious that the main character as a nun is Betty Gilpin. Yeah, playing, the playing her. Betty Gilpin, yeah. And she was, I mean, I loved her as Mo Dean in Gaslit, the um the Stan series um, about Watergate. Yeah, right. And, yes, um, yes. Where she was, she played a flight attendant who was being wooed by John oh, Dean. Oh, my God, that's right. Yeah. It was, I um, was trying to figure out where I knew her from, and I went through her IMDb, and the one that stuck out for me was Nurse Jackie, uh, okay. that great oh, yes. Edie Falco yep. series. And she played uh, kind of a first-year doctor who was, you know, very uh, snotty about working in the ER, and Nurse Jackie used to give her a really hard time because she didn't think that she was up to it. She was in it for the glamour and the money uh, and not to – to help people. So she's a great actress and, uh, you know, she's uh, she certainly loves to pick a bizarre concept because Mrs. Davis is completely out there. Once you realise, when you get to the end of the episode and they kind of um, explain what her mission is as this nun who's battling this, you know, she's got this thing about a artificial intelligence that seems to have taken over the world and this nun is determined to stamp it out and then when you get to the end of the first episode and they say well you can but you're going to have to do this first you just go wow this is crazy yeah they've um so on binge and foxtel i think there's a um it's up from um friday the 21st yep um there'll be a couple of episodes i think at launch and then they drop weekly Mm, look, I, I, there's so much on. Look, I've got to be honest. I don't know if I'll stay with this, but um, I am a little bit intrigued about where it might go. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's um, you don't get too many clues in that opening episode. I must say. No, you don't. And I am intrigued, um, particularly with actors like David Arquette still to come in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, I, I'm not really a sci-fi guy james um i think that if you're into sci-fi you're going to love this and this is going to be your show of the week um but whether or not i will stick with it i really admire how original it is you know we've been talking for the last couple of weeks about all of these remakes and you know fatal attraction this week and all of that where they're just in the grease 
you know, TV series where they're just kind of trading on the name and not really providing you a reason to watch it. But, you know, Mrs. Davis is really out there and it's startlingly original. And I think if you're into sci-fi, I think you're going to love this show. Yeah. 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 I think it'll it'll get a bit of a cult following, won't it, I think? For sure. For sure. But uh, mainstream audiences, and I put myself fairly in that camp, might sort of struggle with it a little bit. But if you, you know, you do get the feeling there will be payoffs along yeah. the way if for people who persevere. Yeah. Um, that brings us, you mentioned show of the week. Well, I think we're, we're both oh. going to go for the same one again, aren't we? Oh, it's dead ringers, hands yeah. down. It has to be. Yeah, might even be the show of the year by the time we get to the end of it. That's how much I love it. Yeah, just a, an amazing, amazing performance from racial fights there. Absolutely. Yeah. Dead ringers on Prime Video. Look, I'll leave you with a couple of things from me. Look, I've had a sneak peek at something we're going to get to next week, um, Love and Death. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's pretty good. I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts about it. Oh, I, I think it's pretty good so far. And I'll, I'll try and watch a few more before we get to it. Um, but the soundtrack is great. Um, Leo Sayer crops up in, uh, the first episode and, and of course he's sort of an honorary Aussie now. He lives here down, yeah, yeah. He's down the Southern Highlands, I think, but he lives, he, li- he lives in, uh, Australia. He's been here for quite a while, but John Paul Young cropped up in an episode of Emily in Paris. Oh, did um, he? Yeah. <laughs> something I chuck on sometimes if I'm, um, Getting dinner ready or something, just a bit of <laughs> light entertainment. It's the, it's the penultimate episode of the most recent season. Right. So it starts off with like a French version of it. Then it goes into the song, song proper. So it was, yeah, I thought that was great. So uh, JPY. What, Love is in the air. Is that the track? Yeah. 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 JPY rocking Emily in Paris. Yeah, interesting. Well, my little quick tip is that I started watching last night on Disney Plus, uh, Pretty Baby, Brooke Shields, which is a series of uh, her looking back at her life. And I think in much the same vein as we saw with that Pamela Anderson documentary, I think it's really interesting uh, for women uh, to look back on, and particularly Brooke's past, which is so problematic with uh, the sexual uh, and nudity, the situations that she was involved in when she was underage in movies like Pretty Baby and The Blue Lagoon and the Calvin Klein ads. I think it's really, really fascinating uh, to look at it through a lens of 2023 and kind of go, what were we thinking? So, yeah, I'm quite fascinated by that. All right, brilliant stuff. All right, Andrew Ricardo, that's the end of another TV Gold. Don't forget, reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you, whether you agree, whether you disagree, how wrong did we get some of these um, recommendations, or you might have something we haven't covered you think we should look at. Please reach out to us. You can get us on email at comments at tvgold.au. Andrew, I'll speak to you next week. Lovely, James. Have a great week. 